It's the start of the week here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and we're joined by Ted Colfin of the Detroit News for part two of our conversation about the Red Wings prospects, what to expect in the upcoming season, when the upcoming season will start, and a whole lot more. It's all coming up next in a Monday edition of Lockdown Red Wings. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, October 26, 2020, and today... Ethan and I are joined by Ted Coffin with the Detroit News. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. We talked to Ted on Friday, did a little How Do You Feel About It Friday with him, so go check that out if you haven't already. We've got him back on today. We're talking prospects. We're talking when he thinks the season will start, the Canadian division alignment, how that will all play out, and, uh, and a whole lot more. So it'll be a ton of fun. I can't wait for you guys to hear the second part of this interview. And we have a big, big week coming up, folks. Uh, tomorrow it is Keith Gave, uh, the lo- Russian Five author, longtime free press scribe. Uh, some might even argue, well, actually not some might argue, it's factual, the only reason that the Russian Five uh, exists. So we're going to talk to him uh, tomorrow about the anniversary of, of the night that the Russian Five debuted in Calgary. It's the 25th year anniversary of that on Tuesday. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to Cameron Quom from Red Wings Twitter uh, just for a little bit of SHL prospects talk. He's been able to be home watching a lot of the SHL games, so he's been watching all of them live. We're going to figure out where you can watch those, how we can watch you know, replays and stuff like that, uh, and then just what he's seen. I mean, a lot of guys... I uh, have impressed, and it's outside of the big names uh, that we, we've been looking for, like the Ciders, uh, the Berggrens, the Valenos, uh, Matthias Brome also having a wonderful start to the SHL season, uh, Albert Johansson. So the list goes on and on. There's lots of guys to talk about. We're going to get into it with him. Thursday, we are bringing on, uh, you may know her from Red Wings Twitter. She's a, a staple of Red Wings Twitter, Helmeroids. Uh, and number one, James Tiberius Howard fan. We're going to finally take the time to do a proper farewell to Jimmy Howard because when that whole thing came out, it was very much uh, in the middle of, of a whole bunch of other stuff. And there wasn't really uh, time to kind of fit in a proper farewell, a proper goodbye, uh, because Jimmy Howard was a staple in the net here at in Detroit for a very long time. So we're going to give... Pay our respects to uh, to James. And then on Friday's episode, we are going to wrap it up with How Do You Feel About It Friday. Catch you up on any of the news that you missed throughout the week. Uh, and so, yeah, that's probably how we will get to it. That's the last programming note I have for you today. I can recommend that you uh, rate, review, and subscribe. So when these episodes come out, they'll be waiting for you in your inbox when you wake up in the morning. And then one last thing, just go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, Always appreciate you listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. (laughs) 
we've always heard we always hear about like uh guys like abdulkader and erickson and stuff like that and uh, as like yeah you know they might not be the most productive uh, out on the ice anymore but they're good veteran guys to have in the locker room do you think there's anything to having uh like new veteran guys in there that can kind of pick up the torch i i would imagine at a certain point like players would just stop tuning out just an advocator. Like, look, dude, like you have been here, you are part of the decline and whether like anybody would say that or not, I know that's not something that right, would say. Right. Sure, everybody in that locker room respects the hell out of him, but there's gotta be like that human element of like, all right, dude, whatever. Like you're not leading us out of anywhere. You were part of the reason we were led here. He really wasn't playing well either. That's the big, that was another yeah. big part of it. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And the thing is, all these guys are going to come in and in their own, they each have a different little story to tell. They're all going to be pretty hungry and, and they'll, you know, in different ways. I mean, Bobby Ryan still wants to show that he's a capable impact player in the league. Grice probably wants to be a number one goalie. Mm-hmm. A guy like Stetcher might be a little angry about, you know, being let go from his hometown, you know, team, the Canucks. Uh Mehmet Sakanov probably just wants to stay in one place for 28 days or whatever. <laughs> and um, who are we missing? One defenseman, Mark Man. Stahl. Man. I mean, he's not going to be in a great mood. I mean, the Rangers bought him out, and the Rangers are the only team that he's played for. So he wants to prove that he's, you know, he's still an, an, a pretty good NHL player. So, yeah, a lot of these guys are going to be motivated too. And, yeah, I mean, they just – from everything I've heard from other people, these guys are all solid guys and that helps the locker room, especially, you know, it's, it is still going to be a pretty young team overall for the most part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think I can't, you can't, the only, the only one that I'm a little, I don't, I don't I just dampen the enthusiasm a little bit. I don't think Robbie Ryan's coming back to be a 20 or 30 goal scorer. I mean, there's a lot of wear on those tires, man. I don't know. I mean, he's, I mean, we look at those offensive numbers lately in the last few or, you know, last few years in Ottawa. I mean, they've been tanking pretty well. What a bad situation though. Like, I mean, and I always like, and this is a debate I have at the Red Wings. Like are the Red Wings bad because they're weighed down by this particular player or is this particular player bad because he plays for the Red Wings? And like, it's probably yeah, it, a good it's point. one of those things. It's probably a little bit of both to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And he obviously he had the thing with the alcohol last year, so that can't help. That cannot mm-hmm. help at all. But, uh, we'll see. I mean, he seemed, and that he seemed really excited on that zoom call when he, after he signed and, Seems like he really wants to prove to people that he can still score goals. And heck, if he's a, if he can become a little bit of an impact player before the trade deadline, I mean, you can sign, yeah. you can probably get a pretty decent draft pick for him. I mean, he's yeah. at least a second rounder or something. So, but he's got to prove it. He's got to prove he can score. So, but we shall see. He'll definitely be given an opportunity. Um, yeah, he will he- get an opportunity. Yeah, how do you feel about, or I guess, what's your opinion on how this Bernier Grice situation is going to play out? Because I'd have to imagine with Bernier coming off that season that he did. Granted, I mean the stats weren't really there, but he was the MVP of this team. Stats weren't that's... that bad, actually. They really were for the team, for the type of team that was in front of him. The stats weren't that crazy bad at all, and 
Yeah, I think you got to go with him as this opening night starter, but I don't know. I would I would be really surprised if I I'd be shocked if those both of them didn't play almost like an equal amount of games. I mean, it seems like a perfect situation for the both of them just to split the load. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a good chance that the both of them are going to provide some pretty solid professional goaltending, man. I mean, and if you look at their stats over the last few years and whatnot, I mean, I think there's a good chance. I mean, Grice will – I think it's a good shot that uh, Grice will have better stats than Jimmy Howard here in the last, <laughs> last season. I think it's a pretty good uh, well, indicator. Old prediction so. coming in from uh, old Ted Carlson right here there. at the Detroit baby. News. Yeah. I, I think you, I think you, you know still what, have 10 minutes think, to I make that you, print deadline. Yeah, really. Hey, I th- I do think the way everybody's talking about it, it's going to be like a, you know, starting to look like it's going to be like a 48 or 52 game schedule with a lot of back-to-backs. You're going to need two solid goaltenders playing a lot of back-to-backs. Yeah. And, and I think these guys can do the job for them. I really do. We'll get back to the interview with Ted Colfin in just one second. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. That's right, folks. The most delicious tasting protein bar on the market is back with six more delicious flavors and they're giving you guys quite the deal so that you can go ahead and try them yourself now here's the deal with built bar guys because i am somebody who uh especially when i'm in a busier time of year like right now i'm working like seven days a week and just all the time i'm kind of a little bit hungry always on the lookout for my next meal Instead of reaching for the bag of chips like I usually do, thanks to Built Bar, I've been able to grab a delicious snack uh, that fills me up and gives me energy to take on the rest of my day. I don't feel good when I have a bunch of chips uh, as a snack. I don't feel good when I go into the freezer and I pull out some pizza rolls, whatever you want to, whatever you want to uh, choose. Uh, in that kind of situation, whatever it is, it's it's likely not going to be good for you. It's going to be packed with, you know, disgusting carbs uh, and things like that. But Built Bars, they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. So it's not just good for you. It tastes even better. And right now, our listeners can get 20% off of their next order. That's a huge chunk of change, 20% off, one-fifth, uh, by going to BuiltBar.com right now and using the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's 20% off your, your next order using promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com for 20% off. I can't get over that, 20% off. It's amazing. Deal. Wow. Wow. With all the uh, draft capital that the Red Wings have collected, they over the last five years they've had like something like over ten draft picks per year. They continue to to have uh, high volume drafts. They had twelve this year. I imagine they might end up with even more than that in next year's draft. I know there's a chance because uh, <sighs> ten. I, oh man, I counted it that particular day. There's like ten to twelve unrestricted free agents on this roster. Yep. So if I think if the situation warrants, Stevie Y can go crazy on trade deadline day, man. Oh my God! I mean, they're liable to have like thirty-two draft picks. I know. Well, country. that's what that's I'm sitting here and I'm thinking. Man. Like, what? I mean, it, let's say It'd he ends crazy, up with thirteen, fourteen. Like, it's very, very uh, within reach. Like. I, I'm just like thinking about how that. It's got to be some sort of record. Yeah. It's got to be some sort of record. I, they, could be, they definitely could be in the running for that. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just curious to know, like in a year with a flat cap, where know, like man. having and and the ensuing years are likely going to not be as high as everybody expected. And you have all this draft capital and these young players that, you know, you are kind of hoping that the Red Wings can compete in 2022 or 2023, right around that year. And you're Definitely still going to have all of this yeah. talent in the pipeline. And you're just yeah. thinking like you can keep flipping that for more draft picks and more draft picks. And then you just like, and I just am curious like to see what, the long-term implications of being able to, you know, unusually rack up so much draft capital in such a short amount of time, like how that will impact. Yeah, no, you figure going forward. Yeah. I mean, you could, at some point, it would probably wouldn't be a bad idea just to unload some of those draft picks for established yeah. veterans or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I'm sure that's in, you know, that's in play or, that was in play maybe this year, who knows, but definitely in the years going forward. I mean, that is an asset, man. I mean, you know, they are, and they have a lot of assets that way. And you figure, I mean, you figure some of these guys they've drafted in the last couple of years are going to pan out. You would think, I mean, they've had a lot of lottery tickets that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to figure some of these guys are going to be winners that way. Uh, well, they do got a lot of capital. There's no question. What I mean, if they want to get into a situation where they want to, if they feel a couple of veterans could help them down the line, become a little stronger team, maybe a playoff team. Goodness gracious. I mean, they're going to be in position to do that. You figure. Yeah. Do you have anything else, Ethan, before we move on to, uh, how do you feel about it Friday? No, I, I, I might, I could have probably come up with something else, but this I is do, I do have part of the week. So, uh, I actually do have one more question. What are you hearing about the NHL and the possibility? Like, are, do you, have you heard anything that maybe is not necessarily completely out there yet in terms of like the divisions? Like we've heard about no. a Canadian division and from what I've heard from a couple people in Canada, that Canadian division seems like the real deal. Huh. Now today, I guess I don't know much. I didn't re- click on the headline, but I, I guess they—I'm talking about the federal government in Canada. They're going to—I don't know about relaxing the border thing, but they're not going to do the 14-day quarantine anymore starting in November, probably. Okay. So that might loosen things up, mm-hmm. but still, that just at least to start it off, it'll be like a trial run. So, I mean, if they want to, if the NHL wants to get going in January or February, they're going to have to have a schedule here in the next few weeks. So I don't know. That Canadian division seems like that could be a pretty, that could be a done deal. And man, that would be one strong division, man. Oh my God, man. I mean, all those teams are like legit playoff teams. How do you, knock off like three or four teams from there. I well, mean, Ottawa. I mean. Ottawa, okay. but are Give fringe. them props. They are getting better. They are getting yeah, better. Yeah, okay, so. Better. All right, so. Same with Montreal. They six, took a step so. forward. I know. I mean, okay, you go to the other six. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you – I'm not really sure how you do that with – what conference would they be in? I you mean, think I'm Vancouver really, will take a step back? Hmm. I like the Nate Schmidt pickup though. That was pretty yeah. good. I still, I don't, I don't, 
I know a lot of people have been dissing Braden Holpe, but I kind of think Braden Holpe. I'm with you. Be recharged in Vancouver. Yeah, dude, really that's do. what I said. I, I, I've yeah. been thinking this, and like the deal they got him on is a great deal. He is a former Vesna winning, Stanley Cup winning goaltender. I mean, look at a couple years of Marc Andre Fleury, like not being Marc Andre Fleury, and then he has right. a change of scenery, and look what he becomes now. Like, again, in the second wind of his career, a Vesna worthy goaltender, NHL playoff MVP caliber goaltender. Okay, so they lost lost Chris Tanis and Stetcher, but they gained Nate Schmidt. I kind of think that's a push or even yeah. in the long run, maybe even a plus for them a little bit. Yeah. How, how about up front? I know they lost. They had to fully. They, they lose they, like a couple of grinders or something like that. They lost to Foley to Montreal, actually. Oh, yeah, to Foley. That's a tough one. He was, yeah. He was pretty good. But they kept Besser. I mean, it, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. You know? like, and Patterson could take one. another role, yeah. another step forward. I thought yeah. I thought they had like another one or two kids coming up from the minors that were pretty good too, but who knows. Yeah. I mean, Calgary, I don't know. Calgary is always solid. And now they got, they got a really good goalie, obviously. Um. Edmonton, you add Tyson Berry to a team that, you know, probably should have. I mean, it's a good hockey team. It's a really good hockey team. Yeah. He got him on a Uh, good one-year prove-it deal. Yeah, exactly. Montreal really improved. I mean, on paper, I really think Montreal is a better team. Yeah. And frankly, I kind of like what Toronto did, although it, it scares me a little bit, some of the age, but. I don't know. I mean, they acted, they kind of did what Tampa did, kind of adding some grind and jam and physicality. And mm. I don't know, the really good veteran presence there. So, yeah. Man, I, I don't know. Home. Try knocking off two teams out of that that you'd think may not deserve to be in the playoffs. And it's like, man, that's tough. I don't know. I really want to see how Toronto fans are going to spin this Canadian division if it actually happens and gets announced. Oh, this is them getting out of the first round this time. Don't have to play Boston. Yeah, really. But I, I still, and I, I have to admit, I haven't. Nobody's really told me otherwise. It's like, what? How do you split up the conferences? Like, what conference would they be in? I mean. I just, I don't know. I mean, would they be in the yeah. Eastern Conference or in the Western Conference? That's what I was thinking, too, is like... Probably the West, them, I guess. Yeah, you would just play the regular season with them doing their own thing. And then uh, probably... Just make it 16, just yeah, do it like a make, 16... Well, but then I don't, just open it up to all 16, like, qualifiers or something like that, or... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be <laughs> tricky. I don't know how they're going to do that, but knowing the, I mean, the good thing about this thing. at this point, yeah, I don't know. I do like the idea. I mean, if they can get going by February and play a forty-eight game season, I mean, it'd be just like a typical. I mean, they're like they've had plenty of practice with this. A typical lockout season. Yeah. So it'd be like right. forty-eight games, and then you can still finish the playoffs in a reasonable amount of time, still like around June, late June or something like that. So the good part is potentially you can kind of get back into the regular calendar then next season. I mean, 
start up in September, October Ideally. and stuff. So, yeah, so it could, you know, in a roundabout way, this actually could turn out pretty well. 